Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. La radio The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. A son dominates his father. Uh, we get into home run derby, uh, how it affects fantasy baseball, the uh, all-star rosters, and who got left out, who shouldn't be on, and, of course, the ever-so-popular ads and drops segment. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. <laughs> Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show presented by Belly Up Fantasy Sports and Righteous Felon Jerky. I'm your host, Vince Stover, and I am joined, as I am almost every week, by the senior fantasy baseball writer for BellyUpFantasySports.com, the one and only Kevin Wilson. Hey, Kev, how you doing? I'm doing great, and uh, unfortunately, uh, all we had to deal with was the heat down here and uh, not lines of storms knocking out you know, your, uh, your, your services like you had yesterday and all that. So we're rather not have the heat, but at least we have power. We have internet, we have essential services. So we're good. Yes. Yeah. We're 24 hours later than normal. Uh, because as my dogs are breaking through, uh, that's interesting. Anyways, uh, 24 hours past what we normally do when we normally come on. And the reality is, is we could not get on last night. Uh, we had no hi puppy. Uh, we had no, uh, uh, internet last night here in Kentucky due to the power out not power outage, but the storms and trees going down and different things. And so, uh, we're doing it on Monday night, which worked out just fine. At least it's for me, I had the day off of work, uh, and we'll have tomorrow off too. Poor Kevin, man uh a nazi nazi employer I, i'm yeah, saying that you know uh, uh yeah what are we gonna do and uh my wife agrees with you okay. that, uh, i work i work for a nazi organization but uh what are you gonna do <laughs> and not belly up by the way we're talking about somebody else no 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 um, but no, no, no. <laughs> to be fair but yeah so anyways it is a holiday week we got a lot of stuff going on fourth of july of course is tomorrow and uh, and we've got stuff planned. Uh, I, at least we do. We're going to go check out some fireworks and hang out with some church people and things like that as well. But uh, all that being said, we do want to say hello to our live viewers watching on the Sports Stove YouTube page or the Belly Up Fantasy Facebook page. We're live every Sunday, typically at eight o'clock on those two outlets. Uh, but of course, you can always listen later to the audio version of this at the Sports Stove podcast. We want to welcome in those listeners as well. Well, with it being uh, the All-Star weekend uh, coming up, or All-Star week coming up, we're going to talk All-Star things. We're going to start off in our Fantasy Burner segment. All right, for our Fantasy Burner segment, the, the segment where we take one fantasy topic and try to hit on it relatively quickly, uh, we're going to talk about the Home Run Derby and how we think it will affect 
uh, or not affect the participants when it comes to fantasy baseball uh, for the rest of the season. I think I have the complete list. Um, I've got Julio Rodriguez, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Mookie Betts, Randy Rosarena, and Pete Alonzo. Am I missing anybody? Not that I've heard, but uh, there there are, some, of course, some to come. That's yeah. not the full lineup. Yeah, so they're still working on finalizing that out. Do you Are you one of the people, Kevin, who thinks that the home run derby is a bad thing for the individual, or do you think it's a good thing for the individual? Well, it's... I've done uh, some research on this topic, and it just depends on who you're you're focusing in on. But it seems like the majority thinks that, uh, despite the, all the horror stories that we've heard, that uh, the home run derby has minimal effect on uh, on a player's performance. And uh, I'm certainly hoping that's true because one of the participants, as you just mentioned, is on my fantasy team, and that's Mookie Betts. Yeah. And he is not typically known as being a home run hitter. And uh, I saw what he said, that he wanted to participate in every baseball function in life. So he's going to give it a go. And so uh, I don't know if I'm him. I, I would think maybe there would be more uh, – you know, embarrassment, because he's not going to hit a lot, I wouldn't think. And you certainly don't want to tinker with that swing. So I'm certainly hoping that uh, he comes out of that unscathed. Uh, I did uh, see another name added. Adley Rutschman has joined the group as well. Um, so as of this program, those are the eight guys in the Home Run Derby. Um, now, Mookie... Doesn't Mookie have over 20 home runs so far this season? I he, he does. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you the whole story right there. Uh, of course, I got to refresh my live stats. But um, <laughs> man, come on, come on, come on. There we go. All right. So Mookie Betts does, in fact, have 22 home runs. Okay. And so uh, he hit, in fact, two the other day. And he hit one. He's hit three home runs this week. And wow. so uh, maybe my uh, I'm unfounded in my any kind of concerns with him, and so uh, maybe he'll put on a good show. Well, that's what and, I was looking uh, at. So Julio Rodriguez, um, when I did my research on Sunday, had 13 home runs. Vlad Jr. with only 12 so far this year. Mookie 22, Rosarena 15, Alonzo 24, Adley Rutschman has 11. Uh, right now. So of the eight that are currently in, Mookie actually has the second most home runs on the season. That doesn't mean it's going to turn into that in the in the home run derby, of course, because no. we know Vlad, even though he only has 12 home runs, we know Vlad can, can hit home runs. Yeah, he can hit a 458-foot <laughs> shot, no question. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, the, the reason the, the, the most biggest is that even? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, don't that's is, yeah, that's probably that's English. <laughs> don't don't follow my English. All right. So, but anyway, that uh, you know, remember a couple uh, years ago, Shohei Otani showed uh -huh. up, and that was the reason. That was must see TV right there. And so he is not participating this year. So that puts a little bit. It's not as good a field without him in it as it would be if he were. Now, I'll tell you where my concern lies. It lies with Randy Rosarena and Julio Rodriguez. And the reason why I would be concerned about them, they already have high strikeout rates. 
Um, Rosarena struck out 83 times this season. Julio Rodriguez, 94 strikeouts on the season. Um, the other guys game. are in the 50s or 60s. So to me, what when you get in the home run derby, of course, all you're doing is swinging for the fences, which is fine. I don't think it has to ruin a person. I think you look in the past, it's, it seems like it's ruined some people and, and others it hasn't. But um, for me, a guy with a high strikeout rate to come into the home run derby and compete, um, I, to me, I would be afraid that they're not going to be able to get mentally where they need to be. They're already striking out too much. So now you get them in a home run derby. Let's say they do well in the home run derby, and now they come back after the home, uh, the all-star break, and they just can't get their eye on the ball. They can't get it to the That's point right. where they're either striking out or home run, which is common, I guess, in the league to a degree. But to me, that's what I'd be worried the most about would be those two guys. Especially Seattle. Yeah. That, that you know, that's not his game. If I'm the Mariners, I'm concerned about that because he should not be striking out that much. Right. He should be able to hit, you know, hit the ball, speed and all that sort of thing. That's way too many strikeouts for Julio Rodriguez. And so Randy Rosarina, we know he's been around for a few years now, so we know what he is. And so that doesn't necessarily concern me a whole lot. But somebody that's just, it's like, remember, because he came up last year. He didn't even start the year in the main. Right. So he's been around for about a year now. And he's still young. And so you don't want anything to mess up that swing. And he's not having the same kind of year he had a year ago already. Right. And the only reason why he's even in this is because it's in Seattle. Sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I think we've seen this year, I, I watch a lot of Milwaukee games. Um, so I only see them and their opponents, I guess, but it feels like there are batters and, and even managers who are finally getting back to the point of, Hey, let's just put the ball in play. Let's get right. on base. And let's do something with it versus just swing for the fences. I know I heard Bryce Terang, who was sent down a while back and then just came back up recently in Milwaukee. And he said that was his problem. He was he was trying too hard and he got away from what he was good at, which was just getting on base. And um, I think I think I've seen this just in the games that I've watched, um, not just with Milwaukee, but their opponents, too. I mean, there's there's more guys that are saying, hey, let me poke at the right field. I think it was the Milwaukee Cleveland series. I mean, we I watched Milwaukee take five straight batters and poke opposite field. And it was just, a, you know, it wasn't a full swing even for some of them. It was just poking it over the infield, getting into play, getting on base. And that works still in this league if you'll do that's it. That's what we've wanted left-hand hitters to do all along. Yeah. And they just won't do it. So I guess we got to, you know, deploy the right-hand hitters and they'll go the other way. Well, you know what they say, Kevin, chicks dig the long ball. And uh, so it's hard to get some multimillionaires to, uh, to to poke shots over the infield because they all want to hit those home runs. But, hey, it is all about the home runs and the home run derby. It should be a fun field to watch. I like it when it's you're not your stereotypical home run hitters in the in the home run derby. I think that's good. So, yeah, so it, it should be interesting. And and we've got uh, some players that uh, and that. That, that's the thing right there is that you have to take into account that a lot of these guys, they're they're because they're not home run hitters. So if they slide off a little bit afterwards, they're really coming back to the mean of their normal play. Right. And that's a lot of things that we've seen that uh, players, they have great first halves 
and in the second half, they play to what they normally would play. So it looks like they're slumping, but in fact, they're actually doing what they've done in their careers, and they just had great first halves, and, you know, averages catch up to you as you, as it does everybody. Sure. So, so if you have one of these guys, don't panic. I'll certainly try to remember that when I watch you Mookie bets up there. But, uh, yeah, I, I see no reason to get overly concerned, especially if guys that have been around for a while, they, they know what they're doing up there at the plate. Yeah, and I've got Adley Rutschman on a couple of my teams, and so I'm hoping he, it doesn't have any effect on the young guy. Right, as he finally right. Gets he's, you know, he's got just about as much playing time as does Rodriguez. Sure. Yeah, that's true. And so he's another guy. He's young. He's big. Don't mess with that swing. Yeah. Just don't do it. Yeah, don't get caught in a bad groove this weekend or next weekend uh, where you can't get it back <laughs> once you get back into play. Uh, there you go. Fantasy burner for the day. Uh, how the All-Star Home Run Derby affects or doesn't affect fantasy baseball. Let's get into segment number two, our call to the pen. <laughs> Our call to the pin is presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. If you want the purest jerky in the game, you got to go straight to the source. Righteous Felon has partnered with the best natural black Angus beef producers in the land to lock up supply and guarantee the best tasting, best textured, and freshest beef jerky on the market. Righteous Felon, uh, you can get them at RighteousFelon.com. Use promo code BELLYUP. You're going to get 15% off your purchase and uh, I saw Righteous Felon in a gas station down the road from my house the other week. And uh, so they're branching out too. But you can't get the discount at the gas station, but you That's can right. get it online. RighteousFelon.com. Belly up. Right. You know, you know how they talk about uh, I'm not just a spokesman. I'm also a client. Yeah. That's me here. And I did, did like use, it? in fact, the, uh, the the code. And it's not a secret. That's right. So, <laughs> And I got the shipment, tried it out, and it, it was fabulous. Awesome. Uh, now, which flavors did you get? I forget. I got the uh, uh, lemon pepper. That's right. And then the taco flavored. Oh, yeah. And both of them. Fabulous. Very good. Very good. I love their packaging. They got they got pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Stuff. yeah. <laughs> got to love that. And you open it up and inside there you scan this and they'll give you a, a free stick. There you go. So, so yeah. All so kinds get of over great. There, get over there and and. Because they've got like an endless, almost seem like a supply of different kind of flavors and stuff. So yeah, get on. And over you can there. mix and match packages with the beef That's sticks right. and and the jerkies and different things too. That's right, and you could just lay them out end to end and see which one you like. There you go. All right, let's get into All Star talk. Uh, the All Star rosters were announced yesterday uh, in full, and uh, but let's start with our starters. I want to go to the American League first. To me, there were too many Rangers on this list, and and I, the Rangers are doing agree. great. The Rangers are doing great. They're having a great season. Jonah Heim, okay, I guess. What a, what a, what a surprise that is. Now he, right. you know, he's having a great year, and uh, but he's not Adley Rutschman. So I fail right. to fully grasp how this happened. Yeah, it's not that he shouldn't be in the All Star game no, at all. That's right, and he's but. keeping. You know, there's a, a veteran catcher on the Mariner, or a, sorry, the Rangers roster that he's keeping on the bench. Yeah. 
So and Garver. So he's actually playing well and he deserves to be there. But the the other guy that I question as a starter, really even as an all-star, honestly, is Josh Young, um, the third baseman. He's young, he's talented. I don't think he's a guy that can talk about baseman in the American League. Yeah. Anybody that strikes out three or four times in a game should stay well clear of the all-star game. I, I was surprised by that one, probably more than anything else. Yandy Diaz at first was a little surprising as well. Of course, Tampa's but in he first place. the American League in hitting, so I can yeah. kind of understand that. Yeah. But it was still a surprise. Yeah, I don't think that it was um, – again, I don't think – I don't have any issue with it uh, or anything like that. I just when, – when I started reading the names and I was going, my goodness, wait, Yandy Diaz is the starting first baseman for <laughs> – for the American League All-Star game. I didn't see that one coming. Um, but I want to go back to Josh Young for a second. Jose Ramirez. I, I mean, he's the top fantasy third baseman. Uh, I, I would assume he's a good bit better than Josh Young, who's way down the list on fantasy points. And I know fantasy points isn't he, what makes the All-Star game. but And he's a guy that I actually added to my team a couple of weeks ago. And then only to see him strike out three times. And so I was like, nope, can't have it. And third base is not a position of need on my team. Anyways, I just added him because there was openings and, not, you know, it wasn't a full slate of games. So I went ahead and added him. And yeah. uh, that lasted all of two days. And then I said, nope, not having well, it. Ramirez, Bregman, and Devers are all having far better years than Josh Young is to this point. And again, it's fan voting has a big part to do with this, and it is what it is. Yeah, but, that's the part that really surprises me that the fan even yeah. know who Josh the, Young well, is. The Rangers fans apparently came out and voted. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, um, you know, and they defeated the Toronto, you know, contingent. Yeah. Because the entire yeah. country votes for the yep. Toronto Blue Jays, and that's why their entire team practically was in the, you know, the, the final running. Yeah. Um, so Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, again, both make sense. Can't uh, have a problem with either one of them. Yeah, Trout, Judge, and a Rosarena in the outfield. Shohei, of course, is the DH. Uh, all that makes sense, too. Judge being injured probably won't participate. Um, but, no, he can't, uh, he can't even walk out on the field, so they're yeah. going to have to find – and, and then I was reading this morning because he won't play. Then there might be another Ranger in the starting lineup, and that would be Garcia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's going to be look at, Ranger look. and Brave heavy in this All Star yeah. game coming up. On the bench, uh, infield is full of Toronto Blue Jays, Bo Bichette, Vlad Guerrero, uh, Whit Merrifield, all there. Uh, the A's. What in which, the world is Mitt, Whit Merrifield there for? Well, he's had a good year, hasn't he's he? He's had I mean, a good year, but he's and, droppable. And, well, in fantasy, he's in fantasy. Um, so I'm not. And this I'm is not the players and coaches that are voting voting for the bench guys, right? And they're supposed to be the ones that are super knowledgeable about the game. <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, I'm. I was trying to look up real quick. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure that Whit Merrifield's the guy. The guy that's there, you know, honestly. Yeah, you're um, telling me that it's the ninth inning tie score 
and Whit Merrifield is the one you want to put your eggs in your in, in his basket. I'm right. I'm not feeling it. Now maybe you know you got um, uh, some injuries that maybe kept some of these guys off the reserve oh, list sure. too. Absolutely. But who knows? Uh, the A's, of course, every team has to have a representative. The A's is Brent Rooker. He had that great start to the year. Uh, Tony Kemp's actually doing a lot better than him right now, but. Uh, but Brent Rooker makes the all-star game. So congratulations to Brent Rooker. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, Ramirez does make it as a reserve. Jose Ramirez catchers are Adley Rutschman, Salvador Perez on the bench. Uh, Perez, by the way, is not doing well right now, but um, he's a Royal. So that explains that entire inclusion right there. Exactly. Although I think that you could have put in with Merrifield, not with Merrifield, but um, Bobby Witt. Uh, maybe even uh, over yeah, Whit Merrifield. Not feeling him either. So. <laughs> uh, outfielders: uh, Luis Robert, Austin Hayes from Baltimore, Jordan Alvarez, um, who's also injured. Adelis Garcia is in there as well for the Rangers. So a lot of Rangers, a uh, fair amount of Blue Jays, not as many Rays as you would think. Yandy Diaz, uh, Randy Rosarena, are those the only a uh, Rays? That's because they only get 11,000 people a game. Yeah, but this so, is supposed to be fan voting. And you should have, right. I mean, uh, Wander Franco is better than Whit Merrifield. Absolutely. <laughs> and so you talk about guys who are, are uh, that were scorned. He's got to go right up there to the top of the list. And, you know, you people always yeah. talk about, well, he should be on. Well, who should be off? Whit Merrifield, yeah. got to go. Yeah, Wait, and then again, you know, Jordan Alvarez will—he won't play. Judge won't play. Both of those are outfielders, though. Um, so there'll be some new outfielders probably added as well. Uh, pitchers—we won't spend a lot of time on these guys, but we'll give them some props. Yanir Cano, Kenley Jansen, Felix Batista—that's two Oilers pitchers, uh, or Oilers Orioles pitchers, uh, relief pitchers. Emmanuel Classe, uh, the starting pitchers: Michael Lorenzen, Framber Valdez. Shane McClanahan, Kevin Gossman, Luis Castillo, Garrett Cole, Nathan Eovaldi, and Sonny Gray back in. Congrats to Sonny Gray. He grew up where I grew up, so uh, huge congrats to him. But uh, so I don't know. There's not a lot of star list. power in those pitchers, is there? And Shohei, of course. Lorenzen. What's up That's with him? the Tigers, right? You got to have one representative, so there it is. Okay. <laughs> that, that, That's the that only explanation a, I, I have. I you saw that uh, one of our fellow uh, belly up put out a question should every team have a representative in the all-star game of which i say no really i see i say yes i like i, I like say it. no it's supposed to be the best of the best and that's already watered down because the fans vote in every year someone that don't belong and sure. so except for the host team the host team should have at least one because it's the host team but beyond that lorenzen that settles my argument right there. <laughs> I like it. I think it's good to have the best player from every team in the all-star game because it is the ultimate team sport. One guy cannot, cannot win a baseball game. You got to have your teammates there to help you. And guys who are doing well on bad teams should, should be rewarded for it as well. So I like it. Um, and again, as a Brewers fan where there wasn't always a legit Brewer all-star, um, it's nice to see your guy out there. You see your hat out there running around and things like that. So I like it. I understand why people don't like it. I don't, I don't strongly disagree. Um, uh, but I, I do like it. I think it's good because I mean, 
seriously, what would the A's, what A's fan would have any reason to watch this game? And not that they're going to watch it because of Brent Rooker, don't get me wrong, but, right. uh, you know, they, they like to see that hat out there and, and see him running around. Kids especially, if they're, if they're a fan of the team, love to see that hat running around out there. All right. I will, uh, you know, that's just the way I think about it. And uh, right. it's not like I'm adamantly, you know, I'm not going to watch the All-Star game because Michael Lorenzen's in it. Yeah, but uh, I'll tell so. you what the bigger problem is, Kevin. Than uh, you know, player from each team, it's it's the fan voting. We got, I think we got to get rid of the fan voting. Well, I understand why they want to do it that way, and so as long as it doesn't get ridiculous like it did, what was that a few you know many years ago? I guess what was it the sixties, fifties? I don't even remember. I, I, of course, I how would I remember? I wasn't even there, but right there was a year where it was like eight, seven Cardinals and 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 one Cincinnati player or something like that. And they yeah. actually took it away from the fans for, for many years and then gave it back and they want the fans involved. So I get that. And, uh, there's not a whole lot of arguing. You can, there is some, and, uh, one of the players, well, you look the... Minute, but, but yeah. for the most part, the fans did a pretty decent job. Oh, well, I guess I, I look at the national league, uh, starting, first of all, I feel bad for the Braves. They're not going to get an all-star break. They're all on the team. Um, That's right. <laughs> you look at this roster, Orlando Arcia, it's a great story. I love Orlando Arcia. He is not, he's not an all-star. He's not, he's droppable. He's another guy that's <laughs> droppable in fantasy baseball, but he's on the all-star. And he's a starter on top of it all. Right. Uh, Lindor. So that kind of supports your argument a bit. Yeah. That Lindor, Trey Turner, Dansby Swanson, uh, Perdomo, all have better stats than him. Um, Bogarts even has better stats than him. Like, it's just, he just shouldn't be there. Uh, and again, I like Orlando Arcia. Uh, the other guy that, that kind of surprised me was J.D. Martinez. Um, now, I know he's not having a horrible well, he's year. He's batting the ball like nobody's business, so I get why he's there. Is he the best DH in the NL? I think so. Really? And uh, I was kind of like, when he went there, he's like, well, he's nothing but a DH. Yeah. And so that's a problem when we're talking fantasy, even if you have DH in your fantasy baseball world, which you should. But he's he's hitting the ball. I so guess. I don't, of all the I don't problems know who... have had, it's not him. I don't know who is only playing DH for other teams um, that's worthy yeah. at the very least. None of the Brewers guys are worthy. Um, you know, there are guys that take swings at DH, but I don't know. Everybody's eligible for a DH now, so it's hard to figure that out. And I didn't look at the, the ballot to see how they had it set up on there. Um, I don't know. I just was a little surprised because look at J.D. Martinez in the past. He's been the best guy. Um, you look at him right now, and it's like, well, I mean, again, he's not having a bad year, but no. 19 home runs, 56 RBIs, he's batting 259. Um, in today's I, baseball, you'll take 259. You will, but I still, to me, starting in the All Star game, I right. need you to be what he was three years ago right. <laughs> versus hitting, what he is this hitting year. 310 and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I get that. I yeah, like so, the rest of this, uh, with the exception of Arcia and Martinez, 
I like what else is here. Sean Murphy's having a decent year with the Braves. I don't know that yeah, he's you the can't best have no problem with that. Yeah, um, Freddie Freeman, Luis Arias, uh, Arenado. Even though he's on a bad team, you might have been able to find a better third baseman this year, stat wise. But I get it. Acuna's MVP in the NL. That's uh, right. Corbin Carroll's been amazing. Mookie Betts has been good. Yeah, overall, I, I like I, this. My question on here is uh, uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Sure. And he was yeah. actually in the running to be a starter. Now, he is not NL starting outfield worthy. All right. So Correct. I don't know how that is going on. I think that the players and coaches are rewarding winners. Um, wanting the teams that are winning, Corbin Carroll being the only starter from uh, Arizona and Guriel being uh, the only uh, position player on the bench. And then they do have uh, one pitcher as well. Diamondbacks Zach, are having two good years. Who I gotta say, yeah, he's that gallon because he was a guy that I took a, took a chance on, and he has come through. Listen, the Diamondbacks are having too good a year to only have three guys. I agree. Uh, when you have the entire Absolutely. Atlanta Braves roster on here, um, yeah. and, and I, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. You need to take some of these Braves off and put on some of these other teams. Uh, catchers, Elias Diaz from the Rockies uh, is and the Rockies representative. Yeah, I'm not yeah, big on that. Again, you got to have somebody. But Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm letting some cats out of the bag here. But uh, <laughs> Elias Diaz, if he's not hitting in Colorado, cancel Christmas. Okay. Will Smith, the Dodgers catcher, is having a very good year again this year. Can't argue with that. Um, Albies, Matt Olson, Austin Riley, all in there. Again, I'm fine with that. Pete Alonzo, good. He's having a good year. Dansby Swanson, he's the Cubs representative. Um, that's fine. Whatever. And all uh, the players one, the Cubs brought in, and that's the best they could do. Yeah. Uh, Juan Soto, he's underachieved this year. He's underachieved for three straight years now. So how uh, he keeps getting voted in there, I don't know. Now, again, I'm biased, but – I mean, I think Christian Yelich is having he as is. good a year as Soto. He is. And he's actually playing better. Yeah. But Soto's got a slightly better number, so it is what it is. It's all good. I'm not mad that Yelich didn't make it. I just, I, you know, but I watch a lot of Yelich. Anyways, uh, how about Nick Castellanos? Um, you talk about a guy who has come 180 degrees, <laughs> and he's the guy that we talked about before the season. And he had a miserable year ago, you know, and uh, wow, he's turned things around. You got to be happy for him. He's the only Phillies player in the All-Star game. Out of all the hitters they have, he's their representative. He's it. Uh, you mentioned Gurriel already as well with the Diamondbacks pitchers. Uh, Camilla Duvall from San Francisco, Devin Williams from Milwaukee. Alexis Diaz from the Reds. That one I don't get. Um, I think there's better guys out there. Josh Hader from the pitcher uh, from the uh, Padres. Zach Gallon, Clayton Kershaw, Marcus Stroman, Ugh. Justin Steele, Spencer Strider, Josiah Gray. Uh, congrats to Josiah Gray, by the way. Young pitcher in Washington. He's had a That's really right. good year. He's a guy who he's pitched well, considering yes. who he pitches for, and yeah. he is certainly. The uh, Washington's best starting pitcher, 
Yeah. If he and wasn't so, on the Nationals, he wouldn't be in the All-Star game. But uh, congrats to him. Bryce Elder and Mitch Keller are the other pitchers yeah. that made it for the NL. Right. Um, any any player that comes to mind that you say, man, that was a, a shocker they didn't make it in um, in either division? I, I think a guys like Kyle Tucker – has probably had a better year than some of those guys. I think Wander Franco should be in there. Wander Franco is the guy who stands out with alarms and flashing lights. <laughs> Why in the world is he not there? And so uh, I'm sure there's fantasy a lot of other wise, Fantasy-wise, Cattell Marte, highest scoring batter that's not in the All-Star game. Okay. Kyle Tucker's right behind him. Uh, right. Wander Franco is right there with them as well. Uh, and right. then you get into Christian Walker, Spencer Steer, Alex Bregman, uh, Raphael Devers. They start to add up at that point. Um, so that's, you know, I don't know. That's interesting that that's the way it kind of shakes out. And, and to me though, yeah, Franco is a big one, uh, that stands out to me as, Hey, why, why is he not there? And considering that they've been the best team in the American league all season, yeah, you would think, and it, it's not like he just came up. He's been there a couple years now, so you would think he's got the name recognition. You but would think, yeah. He'll be doing the same thing we're doing with feet up at the game. So, sure. Um, I'm looking real quick too. Spencer Steer, his numbers are right there with Nolan Arenado, um, third baseman at Cincinnati. I'd rather right. see him there than uh, a relief pitcher, which is the worst of all Cincinnati's positions, is their bullpens. Right. You don't <laughs> so. want any Cincinnati Reds in the game where it's tied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so uh, talk about but, name recognition. Nolan Arenado is there sure. because he's Nolan Arenado. Yeah. But he's also the highest scoring NL guy outside, uh, outside of Spencer Steer and fantasy points, at least. Austin Riley's right there with him. Um, but, uh, there's a lot of AL third basemen that aren't in all-star game. That's a, that, that's a shock to me at the very least. Right. Uh, one real thing quick, I would say yeah. about these, a lot of these players, if you own them in fantasy, this is a clear opportunity to sell high. Oh, good point. If, if you're in fantasy, which of course you are, cause you're watching today, but, uh, a lot of these guys, you could sell them as being all-star players and you could get back and really sell that and yeah. get back somebody who can really help your team because they're all-stars. If you if, if try it and see what yeah. happens and maybe you can help your improve your team that way. Yeah. Ask for a high price and the worst thing right. they can do is say no. So <laughs> that's all they can do is say no. And you could just say, Hey, they're all-star. That's These right. guys are the best of the best of the best. And uh, I need a pitcher. This guy, you need him. Let's talk. Uh, since my power rankings came out on Sunday, a few small changes. Uh, Baltimore's climbed within a uh, game and a half. They're, they're five and a half back now on Tampa. They were seven back on Sunday. Um, Houston is within three games of Texas That's right. now. They just, there's, you know, I'm, I'm wearing my Astro shirt today. Because they just beat the Rangers three out of four in Arlington. And uh big deal. The Rangers scored eleven runs today. And guess what? They did not win. So me and dad were talking about this on Wednesday. 
Uh, we were talking about it with St. Louis. St. Louis is 10 games back in the division right now. The reality is, is they're, they're close to being out completely, but 10 games out really isn't that many. And a division like the NL Central, where the teams have not been great. I mean, Milwaukee's right. not been consistent. They're currently a half game up on Cincinnati. Um, you know, St. Louis is going to play Milwaukee a couple more times. They're going to play Cincinnati a couple more times. They're going to play Chicago a couple more times. So, I mean, if they can sweep a series against one of these guys, that pulls them that much closer to the top of the division. At what point do you count St. Louis out? Do you already count them out, or do you still – my deal is is if I had to bet money on it, sure, I'd bet they're not going to make the playoffs, not going to win the division. They're not going to – that comes. Unless they win the division, any team from the NL Central is not right. you know, making the playoffs. So right. the only reason why we're even discussing this is because it takes probably maybe even only 85 wins to maybe. win that yeah, division. Maybe not even that. <laughs> so, but, but my question is, is, do you count St. Louis out? Or do you think they're out, no. or do you still say, well, they are St. Louis, so I'm going to give them a little bit more time? I'm going to give them a little bit more time. Yeah. But – but not much, right? I mean, not much, not yeah. much, because you know, ten games when you're, let's say, you know, ten games above five hundred, I can give your team a little bit of a chance. But when you're however far below, which twelve games or fourteen, whatever it is, they are oh, oh, thirteen games below. Yeah, yeah, thirteen games below five hundred does not lead to confidence. Their pitching has not been good, and. uh Aside from when they're in St. Louis, the hitting's been in- inconsistent. So it's I'm surprised that it's just barely July and we're talking getting ready to play taps on the St. Louis Cardinal season. <laughs> yes, we are. All right, let's get into our final segment. We gotta get to it. Make sure you go to righteousfelon.com, use promo code BellyUp, get 15% off your purchase. It's time now for our fantasy focus. <laughs> All right, for our fantasy focus, we come in with our ads and drops. Who should you pick up? Who should you get rid of this week? And uh, we'll start off. Let's start off with the drops this week, Kevin. Okay. Who we need to get rid of? I only have I only have one guy, but I've got two guys to consider. All right, so I'll let okay. you start, though. Who do we need to get rid of? Who do we need to get rid of is, uh, coincidentally enough, is a uh, – I'm going to go with Wilson Contreras. Okay. Of those same St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw the story where he was calling pitches that the pitchers couldn't throw. It's not part of their <laughs> arsenal. So that reveals some of the problems that's been going on down there. And uh, I see that uh, he's hit a home run today, but still, that's not going to save him. He's not playing every day. That is a big concern for me. And uh, not to mention that he spells Wilson incorrectly. But uh, so and he's at 73.1% owned. I dropped him and picked up his brother. Mm. And so I was quite happy with that. And uh, so Wilson Contreras, my drop, he's, it's not working. Yeah. I thought I, that would work a lot better coming into the season than it had. Oh, yeah. I had to drop him too. I dropped him, I don't know, almost maybe a month ago now uh, in a league that I had him in. He just, I, I just couldn't do it anymore. And uh, it's not to say that he won't come back around and he'll be worth picking up at some point. But at this point, it's, he's not there. 
Uh, I agree with you 100% uh, there. Uh, I'm going to go with an outfielder in uh, Chicago, Seiya Suzuki. Uh, he okay. was drafted in our league 184, still currently rostered in our league, uh, has not hit the 100-point yet mark yet this season. He's rostered in 45.2% of leagues. His uh, last three outings, he scored negative one point in each of those outings. Uh, he's he's just not been good. He was five of forty-four going into Sunday, and let me look real quick. He is now five of forty-five oh. uh, in the last several oh. weeks. Um, he did not play. He went there a three-game stretch where he didn't play at all. Uh, he's played the last three games. He came in late in the game today against Milwaukee um, and got one at bat. Uh, but and struck out, but uh, nonetheless, Seiya Suzuki should not be rostered right now. There's he's an outfielder, there's plenty of guys you can get out there right now uh, that are putting up points. So, Seiya Suzuki is a guy to me you got to get rid of. Uh, he, like I said, he's uh, Drew Childs has him in our league. Um, I'm not sure what he's thinking, but uh, can't have Seiya Suzuki on your team right now. No, I agree with that. And uh, another guy who's at 64.1% owned. Plays for the San Diego Padres. That's Jake Cronenworth. Mm. And um, he's gone yeah. 0 for 4, 1 for 3, 1 for 5, 0 for 1, 1 for 4. And so he's only hitting 208 on the season. And uh, he's providing you nothing in steals. He only has three on the year. And so that, when we talk about disappointments, which seen as how I'm a Dodger guy, I'm glad to see that the Padres are disappointing. But <laughs> Jake Cronenworth was a guy who I thought much higher of than what he's performed. And at second and first base, there's got, especially if you're in a 10-man league, there's got to be a guy on the waiver wire that you can go and get and give you better production than that. It sounds like we're coming apart over there. So, how <laughs> my son's throwing dishes? Throwing dishes. Okay, so. He is my second nomination. Drops Jake Cronenworth. All right, so now I'm going to give you a uh, something to ponder. So it's not, it's not. I'm not saying drop him, okay. but I'm saying if he was on my team, I'm not sure I could keep him on my team. Okay, he's owned in 96.1 percent of leagues. Okay, um, it's Christian Javier from Houston, the pitcher. In his last three outings, including today, by the way, negative six, negative three, and zero. That's a starting pitcher that's owned in 96% of leagues, three straight outings of zero or less points. He only scored 16 against Washington, and he had three against Cleveland before that. So in his last, what, five outings, he's had nine, 12, four, four total points in his last four five outings. And I'm sitting there going, okay, it's Christian Javier. You can't just drop the guy, but you also really can't sustain having him on your roster right now because he is hurting you more than he's helping you. So when you have a guy like Christian Javier, 96.1% owned, 236 total points on the year, but only four points in the last five games, what do you do with that? Again, I don't well, feel like cut him, but maybe you no, have I wouldn't cut him, but I would – Highlight the 236 whatever points you just said and see if you could sell him yeah. to somebody that needs pitching, which wouldn't be me. But right. uh, He had a good somebody, May, 
you can you could snag somebody's interest with him. Yeah. At 96% own playing for the Houston Astros who yeah. are coming around yeah. as we just mentioned. And so that would be the way I'd try and go is, is sell. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, he has, he's only 26 years old. So there's time to come around for him for sure. Absolutely. But my goodness, it's been rough since he, since basically uh, he had his last good game was really June uh, 3rd. And that was against the Angels. He went six innings, five strikeouts, one earned run. Um, ever since then, it's, it's just really hasn't been that good. And I, I don't think you can have him on the team anymore, whether that means drop or trade. I think you have to move on from Christian Javier. I would try, certainly try and trade him. But uh, we're, we're not helping whoever owns him. I'm talking about him right now. But uh, <laughs> All right, who else do you have to drop? Okay, so a player at uh, – I don't know if people are paying attention, just went on the injured list. And there's a guy that I've talked about before, and that's Brandon Drury of the L.A. Angels, who just went on the injured list. And um, so if you have a spot open, which not a lot of us do on your IL, I suppose you could stash him. But if you don't, just don't have him cluttering up your roster. Go ahead and, and just drop him. And, and pick up somebody who's not on the IL that can help your team. Somebody can help your team much better than Brandon Drury sitting on your bench and not playing. Agreed. All right. I've got another guy that's maybe not quite drop, uh, although I think I could be wrong. I, you may have said to drop this guy before. He's owned in 92.6% of leagues. He just came back off the injured list uh, against Kansas City. Pitched three innings, five okay. earned runs, only two strikeouts, negative eight points. Uh, Julio Urias from the Dodgers. Uh, before he got injured, he went three innings against St. Louis, negative nine points. Um, he Again, he had a, a good start to the year, and then he tapered off against the Cubs in April, seven points, then negative five points, then against Pittsburgh, two points, against San Diego, nine points. Now St. Louis and Kansas City in back-to-back starts, negative points. This is just a guy. Now, I've, I've never been a fan of his anyways, but it's a guy that I look at and go, I just don't think I can afford to have him on my roster. Well, I might be a little more patient with sure. him than than some other guys would. But, uh, so yeah, I'm right there with you. And I was going to talk about his uh, L.A. Dodger teammate, Tony Gonzalez. Oh, yeah. Because I don't know if you saw that right after Urias. He went out there yesterday in three and two-third innings, four runs on six hits with three walks, negative five fantasy points. Yeah. So thanks a whole lot, Tony Gonzalez. And uh, he's at 67.9, not quite Urias level, but that's still pretty high. His last three starts, he has two points, eight points, negative five points. Yeah. And so especially now, in, our, in a league like ours, there's got to be a pitcher that can give you, and there, in fact, are pitchers, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get into in a minute, that can give you something better than two, eight, and negative five fantasy points. So, Tony Gonzalez, if you can't do it against Kansas City, it can't be done. So, I, I agree with that. I've already I had him in two leagues that I'm in. Drop both leagues and good, you know, nights. Yeah. Cancel Christmas. There's nothing but um, lumps of coal. 
going on right here. So here's the thing, Tony Gonsolin, he's got almost very similar, almost identical numbers to Julio Urias. Uh, He's pitched three more innings. Um, He's got mm, six less strikeouts. He does have 12 more walks, Um, but earned runs, Urias 32, Gonsolin 25. Um, To me, there's – Clayton Kershaw might be the only guy you can have on a Dodgers rotation right now in fantasy baseball, and he's injured, (laughs) but he just got put on the the injured list. Uh, But that's that's where I look at with the Dodgers pitching right now is Clayton Kershaw. Now, I think the Dodgers are going to add somebody at the trade deadline, and that's going to help them. But for now, Kershaw is the only pitcher I'd be comfortable having off the Dodgers starting pitchers. Uh, I agree with that 100%. And uh, so that the fact that the Dodgers are even hanging around with this kind of a pitching staff is yeah. – Yeah, Dustin May injured. Walker Buehler, of course, hasn't played yet this year. Um, Noah Syndergaard, who is not having a good year, uh, he's he's injured as well. It's it's not pretty right now for the Dodgers rotation. No, it is not. And so uh, this is – I'm going to bring up something right here because in another league that I'm in, all right, talking about the Dodgers, okay, yeah. And um guy by the name of Emmett Sheehan. Yeah. Now he's pitching, you know, pretty decently. But uh, uh, in that league that I'm in, Emmett Sheehan, I was offered to him for Bryce Harper. Now, I don't know what if he was, you know, dropping acid before he because he sent this to me. I said no. Then he responded by sending it to me a second time, which I still said no. So there's zero you chance have Bryce, Harper? Bryce Harper for Emmett Sheehan. You have Bryce Harper is what you're saying. I have Bryce Harper. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be an immediate no. There are some guys that I, I wait a couple minutes to, to decline. There are other guys where I immediately go, no. Immediately as soon as I – because I, I said, okay, I've heard, I, well, he pitches for the Dodgers, so of course I know who he is. I look, okay, he's pitching pretty well, but then you see – well, he may even be on the Dodgers' starting rotation with, with uh, some of these guys coming back we just talked about. Yeah. And so, but even if he was, I'm not trading Bryce Harper. No. For Emmett no. Sheehan. Okay. No way. No way. No way. Okay. I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. That's right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's get into our ads. We got it. We got to keep okay. this thing. Going. Uh, who who are we adding this week? All right. <laughs> Let me switch over because I was at one place. I'm going to start off with – I'm trying to pick guys that we haven't talked about, and I think we've talked about some of these guys before. But uh, Trent Grisham, 2.6% owned. In his last seven, he's batting 263, slugging 737, two home runs, two stolen bases. Trent Grisham is the ultimate veteran. Um, He has done it before. He's not had his best years this year or last year. Uh, But right now in the last week, 21 points. Um, he's doing what he needs to do, and the team loves him. Uh, Trent Grisham's a guy the team absolutely loves. So he's going to get as many opportunities as they can give him uh, as long as he's hitting, and right now he is hitting. And so if you need outfield help, I like Trent Grisham to, to add add to your team. Okay, so I'm going to go pitcher here. Okay. And as a guy that uh, is, in fact, on the All-Star game uh, roster, Ooh. and we mentioned him earlier, 
but he's only on 15.6% of rosters, and that is, in fact, Josiah Gray of the Washington Nationals. And here's what he's done over his uh, – at San Diego, no runs, four hits, struck out six, five in the third inning. Then he went six innings at Philadelphia, one run on six hits, struck out eight, walked one. And so that's 19 fantasy points against San Diego. It's 24 points against Philadelphia. He pitches Wednesday against Cincinnati. That's not the ideal scenario that we're looking for, but it's in Washington. So, at, and he has 208 fantasy points, 3.30 ERA, 1.38 whip. So, if you're looking for a pitcher who's pretty universally unrostered, then Josiah Gray is a guy that I would recommend you go out and pick up this week. Yeah, I, I can't believe he's not rostered in more leagues. Yeah, 15%. Um, people are not paying attention to what he's doing right. over there. And if you have any pitching needs whatsoever, go ahead and get him. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I like that one a lot. Uh, I'm going to go with another guy, 6.4% owned, uh, J.P. Crawford in Seattle. In his last seven, okay. 23 points. He's batting 286. He's got two home runs. This is a kid. I say kid, but this is a guy – who when he came into Philadelphia, when he got called up in Philadelphia, he was going to be the next great thing. And uh, and he just didn't turn out there. And he was kind of uh, on the bubble. He was kind of a utility guy there for a couple of years. Finally gets traded to Seattle. And he's kind of been the same thing. He's been a little bit more consistent in Seattle. Not great. But he's one of those guys that when he's hot, you pick him up. And when he's not, you drop him. Right now, he's playing decent baseball. And uh, if you need a shortstop, there's a lot of shortstops. But if you need a shortstop, J.P. Crawford's one you can add. Okay, I like that pickup a lot. And uh, another pitcher who's at 5.3% owned, and uh, that's Kenta Maeda from the Minnesota Twins, mm. who was injured. And uh, at Atlanta, two runs, five hits, which doesn't sound like a whole lot until you realize that uh, Yuri Perez got lit up for six earned runs in one-third of an inning. So he survived Atlanta. And uh, tomorrow he is pitching against the Kansas City Royals, who will make anyone feel better. So get you know get him some tums, right? <laughs> and you'll feel better adding Kenta Maeda. Because before that, at Detroit, five innings, no runs, three hits, struck out eight, twenty-three fantasy points. Hmm. So that's the kind of return I'm looking for tomorrow with five point three percent owned Kenta Maeda, Minnesota Twins, Adam. I'm telling you, there's a lot of offensive guys right now you can pick up. Tommy Pham, Luke Rayleigh's having a really good week. Um, Isaiah Kiner-Falafa's actually had a decent week. Tony Kemp's been good. Stone Garrett from Washington has showed up as well. But you just got to pay attention to what you have, what you need. Go find it. It's there. I want to talk pitchers as well. What about Boston? Uh, James Paxton shows up. My goodness. He has only owned and 38.1% of leagues, and he's having himself quite the wow, time yep. in okay. Boston. I'm with you. Uh, Go ahead. In the last week, uh, 31 points and his last start against Toronto, 12 against the White Sox, 24 against Minnesota, 22 against Colorado, 26 against Cleveland. Like, this guy should be on rosters. Um, he is he is showing up in almost every game since uh, since late May. And uh, he had one bad game May 24th. Other than that, 
17, 21, 17, 26, 22, 24, 12, 31. Only one bad game. It was negative three. His next opponent okay, on Saturday, the mm-hmm. Oakland Athletics. James okay. Paxton needs to be on your roster if you need a pitcher. He's having – and he's a guy who in the past has been really good. He had injuries and different things go on. He needs to be there right now. He needs to be on your team. I agree with that 100%. And so uh, one of the guys that I'm going to talk about was the uh, pitcher that uh, opposed uh, Domingo German, whom fortunately neither of us – recommended dropping him a week ago <laughs> so, <laughs> so but uh anyway so i still recommend not picking him up even though he's pitched coming off a perfect game but anyhow the guy i'm going to talk about is at 7.4 percent owned he opposed him in that game that's jt sears of the oakland a's who tomorrow pitches against the detroit tigers yeah and so you know Many times we've talked about matchups is a key to picking somebody up. And that is what I'm talking about. Because before that uh, game against the Yankees, he has 15 fantasy, 12, 16, 14, 18. So he is a guy who delivers the points. And even though he pitches for Oakland and, uh, but, the first two games before that, uh, he was massacred by the perfect game. He went seven innings and seven innings again. Hmm. So, at uh, 7.4% on, get yourself some J.P. Sears, and then you can go ahead and drop him right back now. <laughs> if that's, you know, depending on who is next. And after that, it's probably won't pitch until after the All-Star game. So, Man, you can safely so drop st- him, and, and J.P. I'm- Sears is the way I'd go. I am so scared of Oakland pitchers. I, his numbers back it up. You brought him up. Everything makes sense to Adam. I'm not going to lie to you. I ain't picking up an Oakland pitcher. Um, I don't mind picking up a Tony Kemp if he keeps doing well or something like that. But when it comes to the pitchers, I, I, Oakland scares me to death. And even when the numbers back it up, and this is a personal thing that I have to get over, even when the numbers back it up, I'm going, ah, I ain't doing it. Um, and sometimes that puts me behind on some things. I'm just, I'm just speaking honestly here. Um, so JP Sears, the numbers back it up, Kevin, everything that you said is right. I don't disagree with you in any of those things. It's like me. It's like me having a Chicago bear on my fantasy football team. I just can't do it. Uh, (laughs) it it just can't work for me. Um, I'm going to go though with an Arizona pitcher. He's owned only by 3.5% of teams in ESPN leagues. He's been up and down, but as of late, he has been up. It's Ryan Nelson. Uh, in the last okay. two games against the Angels, he went 7.1 innings, only one earned run, six strikeouts, 28 points. Against San Fran, he went seven innings, or one earned run, six strikeouts, 27 points. So this guy in the last two games has been really good, and it's been against decent opponents too. Um, and, uh, again, a young guy who has the potential, and they expected big things out of. He didn't have the best start to the year, but he seems like he's coming around and picking things up. His next start is on Thursday against the Mets. The Mets have not been great, obviously, this year. Now, they got some dangerous guys on their team. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I still like the matchup with Ryan Nelson against the Mets on uh, on Thursday. Um, I've had him on my team multiple times in multiple leagues, and it's a streaming pitcher for me. I pick him up when I need a pitcher and drop him. As soon as he pitches, I drop him back out. Uh, he's not a guy I leave on my roster, but he's a guy that can get you points if you need him. Uh, and I really like what he's doing in Arizona right now. Okay, 
So, J.P. Sears, you can't stomach, okay? How about a guy who is going up against your Milwaukee Brewers? Uh-oh. Tomorrow. And I'm talking – he pitched for the Cubs. I'm talking about Kyle Hendricks. Talk about a blast from the past. Interesting. He's at 9.9% owned, but here's what he's done out of his last four starts. At San Francisco, eight innings, no runs, just one hit, 31 fantasy points. Baltimore, five innings, two runs on five hits, 14 fantasy points. At Pittsburgh, six and a third innings, one run, two hits, 20 fantasy points. Philadelphia, seven innings, three runs, six hits, no walks, 12 fantasy points. So he is delivering the points, and he pitches against Milwaukee tomorrow in Milwaukee, and uh, that might give some people a little bit of pause. It, it might be me. If, if, I might have to hold my nose a little bit if I was going to do something <laughs> like this. But um, the way he does, he pitched, he's pitched at least seven innings or into the seventh in three of his last four starts. And he's a veteran guy. He had some injury issues before, but he has turned things around. And so – we try and look for guys, at least I do, that's uh, pretty universally unrostered. Uh, so if you're in Yahoo, I don't know what his roster is over there, but uh, at 9.9% owned, he is most likely available. So if you can't stomach J.P. Sears, which I understand, how about Kyle Hendricks, Chicago Cubs? I can't stomach that one either, Kevin. Again, all your numbers support what you're saying. I'm not arguing with you. I, on my team, I can't do it. I trust one Chicago Cub pitcher, and it's Justin Steele. I don't trust Marcus Stroman as far as I can throw him. Uh, but Justin Steele, no. I do believe in him. Um, and he's a guy I've had, uh, and I had to drop – not in our league, but in a different league. I dropped him uh, trying to stream him earlier in the season, and someone else picked him up, and they haven't dropped him since. And and I regret it to this day. But Justin Steele is a guy I trust. Marcus Stroman, I don't like at all. Um, he's got some numbers. He can give you some things for sure in fantasy. He's worth value-wise, fantasy-wise, he's worth it. But um, Kyle Hendricks, listen, anytime the Cubs are playing are playing the Brewers, it, it could be a safe bet. I mean, the Brewers, the Cubs show up, the fan base, they're in Milwaukee, but half the fan base is Chicago Cubs fans. My sister, by the way, is going to be in the stands tomorrow for that Kyle Hendricks game uh, okay. against Milwaukee. I just found that out today. But um, nonetheless, I'm not arguing with you, Kevin. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I cannot put Kyle Hendricks on my team <laughs> because of who he is and what he is. Um, okay. And I, I just don't trust him. But if he was playing Oakland, maybe. Um, maybe. Like, I, I'm pretty willing to throw anybody against Oakland. Uh, or against Kansas City. I'm willing to look at those guys, but I couldn't do it. Not saying you're wrong. I just couldn't do it uh, <laughs> at this point as well. I'm, I'm letting my um, uh, my downfalls uh, come out here in this episode, showing everybody where I struggle with fantasy stuff. I mean, you, you go to fantasy football. I, it's the same thing for me. There's certain teams, I don't care how good they are, and on my team. So that's not a... It's not a wise way to do it. I wouldn't suggest it for most people, but for me, I can't sleep if I got Cubs on my roster. So okay, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want to cause anybody to have, uh, you know, the, you know, indigestion or you know, <laughs> you know, any kind of thing like that. So, but uh, yeah, so let's see if I can come up with someone who is a little more. As I talked about, you know, just I agree with the great. Okay, Emmett Sheehan is a twenty point. 20.5% owned, pitches tomorrow against the Pittsburgh Pirates. 
in Dodger Stadium, maybe, yeah. maybe that's a guy you might be able to stomach a little bit easier than the sure. two guys we just brought up. Sure. Why not? Um, very good. Very good. All right. Let's talk about what's going on in the realm of bellyupfantasysports.com. Uh, okay. Kevin, you did you just come out with an article or you're coming out with an article? No, I was uh, I, I was away from home this past week. And so I have not posted an article as of yet. And um, you can be relatively positive that there will be one coming out shortly. So uh, I'm not sure what the uh, uh, discussion points will be on that particular article, but uh, there will be one. And uh, talking about Belly Up, Wednesday is the Belly Up Baseball Super Show. Yep. Right here at the same time at 7 Central. And uh, I will be a part of that. I'll be discussing the American League West division. And so uh, seeing as how I'm wearing the Astros shirt today, that's something that <laughs> I feel I'm qualified to discuss. So Yeah, that'll be on the Belly Up uh, YouTube page. That's right. right. Belly Up yeah. YouTube and probably several other platforms. So uh, that's what's going on with me on Wednesday, 7 p.m. Okay. Central. Good. And uh, just look for that article on the Belly Up Fantasy uh, website. Probably today, Monday, Wednesday, by the probably the latest, there'll be an article okay. out there. Uh, I dropped my first fantasy article in a while this that. week. Uh, Major League right. Baseball players to buy low on before they get traded. So kind of, uh, I just put three guys in there. Were other guys I wanted to include? Josiah Gray was actually a guy I considered. But with him being as young as he is, I didn't think that maybe Washington would let him go just yet. Um, I won't tell you who the three players are. If you listen last week, you know one of them. But uh, nonetheless, uh, go check that out, bellyupfantasysports.com. That just dropped yesterday. And then uh, the power rankings are out on the bellyupsports.com website, uh, the uh, regular website there as well. Um, Those dropped also. Um, So make sure you check both of those things out um, as well. If there's um, one thing that Belly Up does on both the fantasy uh, and the actual sports side of things is baseball. Yeah. It is a well, the most well covered of any sport out there. Belly Up Sports covers that. So get over to the Belly Up regular and fantasy side. You will find information that is worthy of your time. Agreed. Uh, next week, the plan is Sunday, 8 o'clock Eastern, uh, right here. We'll be back with more fantasy stuff. Uh, I believe I'll have an episode on Wednesday night with my dad as well, going live uh, 8 o'clock on, uh, and that'll be uh, opposite of the Major League Baseball Super Show going on at Belly Up Sports. Uh, but uh, you're welcome to tune into both. You probably have a phone and a tablet or a phone and a computer. Uh, Pull them both yeah. up. Yeah, come on now. Every, you know, everybody's got I've got my phone. I got, um, you know, live right here. So yeah, right. so you can yeah. do the same as I and yeah. watch both at the same time. Now I've got uh, no local hour this week, but last week we dropped our first local hour of the new year. Um, well, the new school year, and uh, me and EKU defensive lineman Ryan Jackson, who's co-hosting with me this year. Uh, we covered the EKU football schedule. We talked about some interesting stuff. If you like college football. I really think you're going to like Ryan and tuning into those episodes, even if you're not an EKU fan. Um, you know, we get into some things that's just you hear it directly from uh, Division One football players. So um, Ryan 
did a great job his first episode. We're not going to have one this week, um, but next week we should hopefully have one uh, getting into position previews. So we talked to position coaches and a player from the position as well. And uh, is always a good time there. And so make sure you check that out uh, next week. Again, you can listen to all past episodes on the Sports Stove podcast, wherever you get your podcast, or on YouTube as well uh, on the Sports Stove YouTube page also. Uh, happy Independence Day, Kevin. Happy Independence uh, Day to you as well and everybody be, out there. I just want to remind you that to be safe. Yes. Everyone. And uh, don't pull any, uh, what was his, uh, Terry and Paul. Oh, Pierre, yeah, Pierre Paul. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Don't blow your hand off. Okay. Yeah. Don't do that. And, uh, but have fun. And, uh, we would be severely remiss if we didn't mention on this fantasy baseball show, because, uh, you mentioned it at the top, you <laughs> and your dad went toe to toe. And, uh, you mentioned last week that, uh, he was exposed. And you went ahead and drove the stake further into his heart. So I'm just going to turn it over to you and let you, uh, you know, shine with the victory here for a second. Kevin, you know I don't like to brag. But uh, that being said, I don't know if you remember last year I took you down in the uh, uh, conference championship <laughs> yeah, round. I kind of remember that, yeah. Okay, uh, but Dad, who was 11-0 uh, and 0 two weeks ago, That's lost right. last week for the first time. And now two weeks straight lost. Exposed is the right word, Kevin. A fraud. Um, he doesn't know how to play fantasy baseball. And I dominated him 358 to 319 last week, led by my top performer, Colin Ray of the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, giving me a 21-point outing uh, there. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's, I, I love our fantasy league. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we need to give shout out to Mike Brown, who had one of his best weeks. Uh, co-founder yeah, that's kind of interesting. Ford. You mentioned that because uh, I, I was on uh, with Chase yesterday yeah. morning. Oh yeah, and uh, he was quite uh, confident that he was going to take Mike Brown down. He even mentioned it live on the show. And then <laughs> when I saw the score, I'm like, wow, four twenty so, to three eighty five. So um, definitely shout out to to Mike Brown, Kevin, on you, the power. You had the best week, 445. Uh, you're playing against someone whose team name is Sell the Team Bob. I think uh, maybe Brennan needs to sell his fantasy team. Uh, That's right. He is now 5-8 and eight on the year. Uh, our reigning champion, Dan D'Amico, won again uh, this week. He's still staying in the playoff race. And Nick Macaronis on a two-game win streak. I am playing him, well. you know, Vince, this week, the defending champion. You're Dan playing Dan this week? Dan and I going toe-to-toe -to -toe this week. You're currently leading that series, 37-31. Um, I've got sell the team this week, so that should be an easy win for me. Uh, Nathan Nguyen, only 1-12 on the season. He's currently up on Drew Childs, uh, so congrats there. Uh, take a picture of maybe all you get this week. Um, and and Dad down by nine to start off the week. So, so there you there have you it. So, yes, we've finally exposed my dad. We know what, he's, what he can and can't do, and now we're dominating every single week against him. Uh, we'll see if he can get back on track this week and uh, excited. To, I tell you what, I really do like our league. It's a fun league and uh, excited right now. Uh, pull up the standings real quick. Dad's, dad and uh, Kevin are tied at 11 and 2. I'm in sole position of third place uh, right now, followed by Brandon Brown, Mike Brown, 
uh, excuse me, Chase Thorne, Mike Brown, and Dan D'Amico, Andrew Childs, and Nick Macaronis are all six and seven. So that that battle for that fourth playoff spot is going to be a tight one uh, the That's rest right. of the way. Because we just so do the four teams, wanna, I think, right? Yeah, stay tuned for coming down to the wire, fantasy baseball. I love it. I love it. All right. That's it for today. Uh, do enjoy yourself on the 4th of July. I hope that's that you get to spend some time with family or friends uh, celebrating the independence of our country um, right. and excited about what is ahead as well. Make sure you tune in again next week. Follow Kevin on Twitter at Kevin62WILSEA. And you can follow me at Sports Stove as well. BellyUpFantasySports.com, RighteousFelon.com. Use code BellyUp, 15% off your purchase. Thank you for tuning in to today's edition of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove. Everybody have a great holiday.